Will Smith is a person I greatly admire. From the Fresh Prince to the King of Hollywood, his rise of superstardom is nothing short of awe-inspiring. He gave this interview one time that really spoke to how he goes after success. I'm paraphrasing here, but he says that you can be smarter than me. You have more talent to me. But if you get on the treadmill, either his competition is getting off first or he's going to die. He literally said that he would die on a treadmill before he gave up. As we reach this epic milestone in our podcast journey, that's what I've been thinking about. I mean, not dying on a treadmill, but taking it as a metaphor and go deeper into what that really means to me what it ultimately means as we continue to move forward. One thing is for certain, we have only scratched the surface on what the startup life can ultimately be. My name is Dominic Lawson, and for the 200th time, this is The Startup Life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. And here we are. It's episode 200. You know, uh, first, before I kind of give you the rundown today, I just want to say, look, this this is amazing. This is just an amazing ride. Like we're here at 200 episodes and you've been listening to this show for almost four years now. It's kind of a, a crazy thing. You've been here for uh, the amazing guests that we've had. You've been here for uh, being on the different radio stations now around the world. Wow. Just remember, this show started in a closet. You know what I mean? And, you know, as we always say with uh, these milestones, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for rocking with me and just understanding that, you know, I'm here for you and I hope to continue uh, to be here for you you and so uh on this 200th episode this milestone uh episode of the startup life first we'll just talk about the ride the journey and things of that nature you know and what is really meant then we'll talk about uh you know what's up next for the startup life how we're gonna uh add some new things to the repertoire here give you some more content give you some more value you've already kind of seen some of it but we'll kind of explain it a little bit more and then we'll take a break and then when we come back i'll talk about the treadmill metaphor a little bit more and, and what it means to me and what you can probably ultimately learn uh, from it from it as well. But uh, it looks like we're going to have a, a special guest with us on episode 200. If you remember on episode four, I had uh, the executive producer and my lovely wife, Kendall Lawson, uh, on the show, and she's here now on episode 200. What's up, ma'am? Ma'am? Yeah. What? What, what is oh, that for? What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Like, um, um, this is like you said, it's been crazy, and um, it's just it's been interesting to kind of see it. I get to see it on the front end just before while the ideas are still being developed and right. um, the plans are being made, and then I get to listen as a li- uh, as a listener after you've uh, you've done your thing. For sure, for and sure. So I'm I'm both a fan of the show, <laughs> <laughs> um. 
and hopefully an important part of uh, absolutely its existence. I couldn't so. do this without you. I, I thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for the content. Mm-hmm. And so with that startup nation, let's take flight. So uh, let's just kind of talk about the journey a little bit. You know, Kenda, you've been here uh, since day one and uh, you know, from episode 100 to now 200, like a lot of changes have happened, like a lot, you know, uh, yeah. you know, uh, episode 150, when we got Mark Randolph on the show, you know what I mean? Like the co-founder of Netflix, how bananas was that? I don't know. Sometimes I'm still like, how do, we, how do you pull it? How do we pull this stuff off? Oh, look, man, you know, What a lot of people don't know, though, is that like a lot of stuff had to fall in place in order for that to happen. Like when I asked him to be on the show or at, you know, more actually, no, I asked him to be on the show and then, then I had to go through his PR people and stuff. Right. I actually talked to her today. Uh, she actually left a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's pretty awesome. Because I, I, I sort of remember he, him kind of saying yes, but right. you need to go through my PR person. It's like, exactly. okay, of course, like, this is going to be a harder sale. Right. Because Mark Randolph, he was on board. Like, yeah. it was not a problem, not a game. He's like, let's do it. But the PR person was like, hold on for a minute, fam. Like, what are we doing? Who are you? What's your reach looking like? This, that, and the other. And honestly, like, when I talked to him at first, this was back in – September when his book had just came out, September 2019. Uh, and we, you know, we didn't have the radio station. We didn't have the reach. And so I told them what the reach was at the time. And they just like, oh, okay. It's cute. Right. <laughs> exactly. Basically. And they didn't, you know, they didn't, they were like, nah, you good. You good. And so it wasn't until we got on the radio station, shout out to, you know, KWAM, KWAM, AM 990 here in Memphis, Tennessee. When we told them we went to K-Win, they was like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's do that. No problem. Not a game. I mean, it's just interesting how it's like a lot of things have to fall into place, but there's always that one last piece, right? Right. And then it just clicks. Right. You know, it's like we had to leverage the the reach to get the guest and then get leverage the guest and the reach to get the sponsorships now that we have, you know, on a regular basis, which has been crazy. Uh, as well. I mean, it's been kind of cool on my end, though. I know, cause... right? <laughs> You've been up here, like you know, uh, reaping the benefits, right? Making out like a fat cat, man. With well, the... I mean, I usually use more of this like stuff, you know. That's true, That's and I, true. which I, I know, kind of, it's kind of like funny because like people don't really know who I am. <laughs> That ain't true. And if it's like, yeah. You're talking about you I'm all the definitely time. the person that's going to use this uh, this paint sprayer. Right, right. Definitely. Shout out to Wagner. Appreciate y'all with the yes. Flexio Series 4000. Yes. I mean, that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm going to debut it because everybody's seen your closet, but see when mine is done. Right. It's a whole other atmosphere in there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, I mean, when you think about like, you know, not just, you know, episode 100 to 200 now but like even from the very beginning like what comes to mind for you because we haven't talked to you on the show since you know honestly four years ago well you know i had that that one episode you know oh that's right yeah that's when you, right you when you, I, I got something. sick and you 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 took over the show thank you for that by the way a lot of, you know what a lot of people have asked you to come back I well, that. I appreciate that. I appreciate, um, you know, the 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 people who are, I think 
there's a lot of women who are just kind of like we we just need wanted to hear a voice, you know That's, that sort of thing, right? And then of course the um, the subject matter of it, you know, was deeply. And it was kind of interesting how everything kind of lined up for that episode. Right. That's um, true. Uh, you don't you don't talk about it a lot, but um, well, I guess this and this is going to the question you actually asked me. So let's let's do no, that. it's all good. Um, what has really struck me is two things. One is when we started on this journey, I was really interested, um, as I said, in learning as um, right. or listening as a learner. Right. Uh, we actually operate our own company. We, mm-hmm. um, for everybody who doesn't know, we um, Dominic and I um, co-own, managed, started, founded a an oh, education. Trust me, they know, but go ahead. Oh, really? Go, go, okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Well, I hear it. I know it comes up. I, I know you talk about it when it comes up, and it's just like I don't think people understand the deeply. I'm going to say selfish reasons for right. <laughs> for starting this podcast, which is that, you know, um, I'm an experienced educator and I, I, you, you definitely brought finance to the table. But this whole journey is has been filled with these many lessons that you have to learn. And I think the cool part for me was that, you know, in our community, you know, African-American uh, people have often just by virtue of not being at the table or not having access, like proximity to people who can answer and fill in some of those spaces, you know, like, you know, what is a, what is a winning bid or RFP look like? You know, Mm. what, what are, uh, what are some things that I need to know going into a meeting where I'm looking for funding? That inside track stuff. Yes. Right. Right. And that, I always saw this as an opportunity to bring or introduce those conversations into this community and make the information readily available. Right. But what I ended up learning is that people who have this, uh, who've been on this journey, who have those experiences, they're there and they are very open. Like you talked about Mark Randolph, like, yeah, let's do it. Like, yeah, you got to set it up through um, my PR person, but that wasn't actually like a flex and it wasn't, Right. Um, to put you off, you know what I mean? It, right. it was lit- legitimately like, this is the process, right. but I'm actually happy to do it. And what I've found and listened and heard in, in so many of these conversations is the willingness to to share this information to help That's true. the yeah. people who are coming up after you. So that's probably been the, um, those have been the things that have struck me. Not only that, um, you know, hopefully we've been able to do that to, to, well, I'm sorry. We know from some of the messages and uh, right. the private messages that we get that we've been able to help small businesses. Like, and I was about to give up. You know, I, right. I I I was up against this wall. I did. I really didn't know it. And sometimes it's just I needed to know that the founder of Netflix experienced all of these problems. That it wasn't just smooth sailing. Right. Because a lot of times when we see it on. Um, you know, on our end, it's just kind of like, oh my God, this is meteoric rise to fame. And it's like, nah, it's meteoric rise to fame, 10 <laughs> years in the making, right, right? Right. 20 years in the making. And so it, it's just, it's good to be reaffirmed in that way mm-hmm. because so many of those weeks that there were episodes, we were in our own small business, you know, working through problems and, right. you know, conflicts and that sort of thing of our own. So, um, it's, it's just been really awesome. And then, um, I'm sort of, I don't, I don't want to say a backseat driver anyway. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm the, I'm a back end person, you know, like right. I, I don't, 
it's not that I don't get to be on uh, the mic uh, very often, folks. I just I pref- actually prefer it the other way. Well, to be fair, we just recently got two mics, so I uh, know, <laughs> I know, and I'm I'm actually pretty like yeah, right. It's, it's right. this one sounding I, good. I got I got the downgraded mic. I just want to be, be like clear that. about that. Don't, like, don't everybody do that. should know mm-mm, that mm-mm, information. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. He was like, my voice is is silky, so I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the. So so this is what we're gonna do. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're going to do on episode 200 of the Star Well, see, Life. this is why, you. yeah, I know. This is why he doesn't let me on the mic that Yeah, night. right. I'm going to go ahead and turn this off right now. No, nah, I'm just playing. Nah, I ain't going nah, to mute it. I ain't going to mute it. But, you know, even when you talk about this equipment, right, think about what we use to record episode four. You know what this reminds me of, right? What's that? It reminds me of that, like, before and after picture of the conference. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And so I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into it. It's just like, if you just did a before and after, it's just like, man, what were we doing? But at the same time, I think it's such a great story and it's such a great visual because it just goes to show it's like, you don't have to start. You shouldn't start with everything right. you need. You know, I, and that's you'll never the, figure out how to get it. Exactly. And that's why I've always had that notion, whether it be for the startup life or even owls that like the, the revenue should, should justify the action. You know what I mean? Like, or the, the activity should justify the action. Right. Okay. What and he I, really means is that it should be over justified and maybe so, but I mean, it, it, that's just, I, but that's good though. I, I really appreciate that dynamic. I, I really do appreciate that about you because I, I think in some ways I'm kind of like, ah, eh, we'll jump in, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> right. And then Dominic's just like, nope. Um, well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's okay, and I think it's best, but I think it's also okay to say that I'm not or we're not there yet. Right. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and, and startup founders and stuff like that aren't comfortable with that because it's like, oh, I'm not legit or, oh, I don't look legit or nobody's going to take me serious or. And see, I think sometimes that's a, a matter of sometimes you don't recognize when you're there yet. Um, sometimes you, you, you can be so scrappy, you know. Right. That you don't understand. It's like, all right, now it's time to kind of put down roots and and invest in yourself and, you know, do some of these other things. Right. So I think there's just always there's always a balance because you might be there and then you just don't recognize like, yeah, no, I am. That's true. You're, you're looking for legitimacy. And, right. and you know, that's fair because because you can be so ingrained in the process that you don't take a step back and like, oh, no, it's time now. Granted, and usually if you are so scrappy and you it's usually I say this, it's better for you to figure out that it's time than for some outside entity to say that you should have had this. Otherwise, you would have been at the next level. Yes, yeah, major facts. You know what I'm saying? Major facts. Because like it, it's, you know, that's when you start to look like uh, you ain't legit. You know what I mean? Mm. But so it's like that, that uh, you got to kind of, I guess, step in and step out every once in a while. You know, well, step you're mostly in, obviously, but every once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have you don't have those options in the beginning. It's, right. it's, if you're not in, nobody's you know nobody's doing anything. But right. no, for sure, at a certain point, it's 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 important to like pause and reflect. That's why I like these um, these sort of pinnacle episodes, like these uh, what are the benchmark episodes? Right. Almost like fifty, one hundred, right? Um, and these these you know what you usually do is just to stop and reflect and look back you know right. so i mean i guess the answer to your question is like what comes to mind when i look back is just 
um, hope. Just what if <laughs> if we've done all this, you know, that's on the company side, that's on the media side, that's on certainly with the startup life. Um, if we've done all this starting with nothing, mm-hmm. well, we're not at nothing now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So what is what does episode 400 look like? Right. Know? That's true. I, you know, I, it's like I said, it's been a crazy ride. It's been a wonderful ride, but it's been a hard one. You know what I mean? Because like even the radio station thing, right? Like a lot of people know that like, Hey, we're in 10 radio markets right now. But what you don't know is that I sent like letters to over 250 radio stations across the country. Like I literally had a list or the conversations that we had about how that message was going to be structured and right. written and right. worded and exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's like, you know, true enough, we're having some success and I, I'm not even for the sit up here and say it's small success, but like that, that's, it's been hard. It's been really hard. And so, uh, and that's what I want to tell to not just startup founders, but in particularly podcasters, like, you know, there is no there is no scenario where you just going to create this thing and like just sit back and just watch the money pile up. Or, well, let me ask you this, because I think sometimes hard can the word hard can be off putting putting and not entirely descriptive. Is it hard or is it tedious or which one is is it more? It's it's more tedious and, than hard, but you can't you can't dismiss the hard. And right. the reason I say that is, okay. it, but it is more tedious because it's, it's the constant, constant banging your head, banging your head. The hard part comes in. When the calluses it, that you, that you kind of form, right? I if mean, there, going with the metaphor of banging you know, against yeah. a brick wall. I mean, right? there's that, but there's also the mental part. Mm. Cause like after a while, man, you know, no, it, it gets a little rough to like, keep sending out those pitches, keep sending out, you know, those emails, keep making those phone calls, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm not just with radio stations, but like with the potential sponsors too. like, they don't know me. They don't know us. They don't know this show. Right. But, you know, after a while, it got to a point where, you know, we could start leveraging a Mark Randolph. We could leverage a Tom Golisano. We can leverage these emails we're starting to get from Hollywood. Now it's like, Hey, in the pipeline, you know, we got, you know, Nick Walinda well, is coming on the show or something like that. So what was it like when you were, you turned that corner and you were able to leverage the body of work? You mean like, what was the moment or how did it like, feel? Like, how did it feel? I mean, I kind of know what the moment is. If you want to share that, that, that's fine. But I honestly don't even know what the moment is, to be honest with you, because it's like, it's, it's honestly kind of a blur. I don't know. It's weird. I just look at it like. I can draw direct lines, you know, mm-hmm. to each new level of like personal. And I don't mean that. I just mean like in terms of like accessibility, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I know just having cat, you know, from muddies right. on the show in the beginning kind of is like the first. Right. Quasi semi celebrity like or something like that. Yeah, local like, celebrity. Like local celebrity. Excellent. Excellent bakery. Like right. Just oh. very grateful to cat because not only. When it comes to Kat, not only was she super amazing on the show and willingness to come on the show, but like off air, like, you know, like super gracious with her time, you know, and being like encouraging and Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, like, you know, you can do this. This is amazing. I'm so excited for you. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Her and uh, 
Cheryl Pesci. Right. To be fair. I was, that's the next right. place I was going. Yeah. Um, she's kind of a, like five timers club. <laughs> almost. Almost. I think she got like two more to go. Okay. We mm-hmm. got her back then. We got her back. Right. Um, but there's literally just like, you know, these people who have just kind of paved the one. And I can, I feel like I can draw a direct line from it's like, okay, this person. And then after that person, kind of like, hey, we had this person on. They were really great. We think you could do something like this. And right. it'd be pretty awesome. And then just like little by little, you know, kind exactly. of making the way. That's the important part. The little by little. The yeah. little by little. The little by little. So I think, I think I guess that's the thing about, I guess when you categorize it as like a turning point, it's like, but when you look back at it, you can see that it was really all these little steps. It was. It was. It's like, And they just build upon each other, which I know is cliche, but it just did. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, you know, like, honestly, the biggest turning point from between zero and a hundred was episode 70. Mm. And that's when we had Frank Cottle on the show. You know, Frank Cottle had the virtual assistant, not virtual assistant, virtual office business. Right. But that was the first episode where a PR firm, podcast booking firm reached out and said, Hey, we got this client. We'd love to have him on your show. Mm. And so that just opened up a whole new world for me. Like, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know this existed. You know what I mean? Right. And then from 100 to 200 now, it's been it's been leveraging the reach like the the radio show or the radio, you know, uh, syndication or whatever. Right. And then at some point it just started to be like almost like now you're being pursued. And right. Oh, my gosh. There's so much communication. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like. Being at 200 is great, but that email thing, yeah, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> it's like f- Look, 15 pitches a day sounds amazing when you're not answering them emails. And replying to them. <laughs> right. And then re-replying to right. them. <laughs> exactly. It's like having um, 22 conversations going on at the same time. But it's just interesting how the hard never goes away. It just evolves, right? It just it changes. Does. It does. Right. That is true. That is true. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. But it it goes to show that, like, there is no point going up that mountain where it gets easier or smoother. I mean, it can be, but, like, then you you just replace those problems with other problems. Right. I guess you just think about it as people always like uh, use the metaphor of the mountain, like, you know, it's the uphill part. But technically going down a downhill, downstairs, all that stuff, it actually just activates different muscles. But it's equally as hard. That's true. That's very true. You're good. So I guess we should transition to what we got coming up. Okay. You know, some new stuff we're going to add to the show and stuff like that. One of those things that we've added to the show is um, startup conversations. So Startup Nation, this is something where it's not necessarily like a uh, a profile or like an interview. Well, I mean, it's an interview, but it's not like a profile of the guest. So basically, a lot of times there'll be something in the business world that are happening. So we'll bring on an expert to kind of like talk about it. Like today we had uh, uh, Juan Ribaldi, who is like a business, you know, excerpt, you know, Wharton educated, you know, business expert has this. uh Accent, um, I forgot the name of the ads, accent advisors. 
he runs Accent Advisor where he leads Fortune 50 companies and helps them like transition and stuff like that. And so today we talked about like the Washington football team, not named like that very derogatory surname anymore. Like talk about rebranding. And we talked about Amazon taking over JCPenney and stuff like that. And then ultimately we convert that into how, you know, uh, startup founders and entrepreneurs can kind of learn from what's going on around us. You know, I mean, shoot, you know, given this pandemic, there's a lot to learn. Right. And those are awesome because, you know, there's, there is a lot to learn, but they're rapid fire. So it's a, right. it's a lot of um, really, really great content. That's, uh, I think really consumable. Right. And, and it's not as long. Right. Right. You know, it, it's also well, not mean, as long. Gotcha. Sorry. Sorry. Like, you know, 15, 20 minutes long or whatever the case may be. So, no, no longer than that. And so you can be on the lookout for more of that content. You probably already started seeing or listening to some of that content, which has been great. We've had uh, Alexia Alizada of Advise, you know, and a couple other people on the show. That's been great. Uh, so that's going to be cool. You know, look out, you know, for that type of uh, content as well. I also want to do another one, another new type of segment called Respect the Game. Because I think there's a lot of people who who are, I guess, controversial in nature. But at the same time, it's like they're entrepreneurial proud. It's like you can't deny it. You know what I mean? And so I actually thought about this when it came to uh, the young lady, the catch me outside girl. I can't even, you know, I can't even, I don't even know her real name. But I think she got like a $15 million deal. And so, you know, I'm in this private uh, entrepreneur magazine group where we talked about, is she an entrepreneur? Is she a business mind or whatever the case may be? Uh, and most people saying, no, no, they just totally dismissed her. Right. But it was like, she got a $15 million deal. How did she le- She clearly leveraged her 15 minutes of fame. Into, <laughs> for $15 million. Dollars. <laughs> she got 1 million for every minute. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, and so some of the people talking about like, you know, Donald J. Trump, the president, right? Like, you know, oh, eyes rolling. OK, but you can't deny some of the the branding power that is Trump. You just can't uh, look. It is what it is, but you can't or a Kim Kardashian. Oh, I was about to say, are you waiting on the comment on that one? No. Or, okay. or or Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yet once again, branding comes to mind. You know what I mean? So what we'll do, we'll do a like a profile. Probably won't take long, like maybe five to seven minutes or something like that. And we'll just profile some people where it's like, you know, you have to respect the game. You have to respect that. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Like entrepreneurship really doesn't care what you look like, doesn't care where you come from, stuff like that. If you got this thing that you can monetize. And it is a really uh, important conversation just because I think sometimes people don't understand the nature of business right? or because you're looking at a person instead of like this name with code behind it, you know, we tend to expect people to be way more philanthropic and, you know, humanistic. And then we're sort of okay with capitalism from a corporate perspective, Mm -hmm. but you know, the reality is corporations are are made of of people, shareholders and stakeholders and, you know, all of those people. And, and those people can only really be there because the company is making money. That's true. That's very true. And so another thing I want to talk about that we're going to add to the show that I'm really excited about is some TikTok content. 
<laughs> uh, we have uh, some teenagers who are going to be kind of interested in that. Right. So I'm not dancing. Let's no? be clear about it. No, no dancing. Aww. At least I don't think I am. Right. And we've already started, you know, putting some stuff on TikTok, like some clips and some audiograms and stuff. I love the audiograms. They're, they're again, like the, the bite-sized pieces. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, But I'm thinking, like, as we maybe getting ready to prepare for a recording session, maybe I'll do some lip syncing on there. You know, that'll be fun. Your vocal. No, you should just sing that. Oh, no, I'm not. No, that ain't happening. Those are great vocal warm-ups, Dominic. Oh, I'll be warming up vocally for real. You just won't hear it. Okay, are you just going to be saying whatever you're saying and then try to find a song that matches it? I'm going to try to, but I'm not going to be like married to that idea because like it may be always kind of difficult to do that. You know what I mean? So, so. Yeah. So what we'll do is like, I'll do fun stuff on TikTok. We'll do some TikTok, you know, voice warmups. And I think about also kind of adding like a like 60 second book review. Oh my gosh. On there as well. Since I'm in the background, I could literally be a background dancer. Oh my God. Nope. <laughs> like instead of just like lurking around with a camera and like <laughs> microphone. Wow. See, I guess so. Nah, we ain't doing that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no fun. So that's what you can expect from uh some new content that we're gonna add to the show, which I'm I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about, you know, uh this next journey of the next hundred episodes. And to be fair, it's like the, you know, we already have like 120 in the pipeline. That's not a problem. And so it's like, honestly, like we're talking about episode 200, but like episode 300 is basically done. I know. It'd be interesting. You think it'll come faster? Well, you know, it actually might because from zero to, from zero to uh, 100 took three, three years, like three years. Yeah. Or two and a half years, two and a half years. Right. But episode 100 was last April. Mm. right yeah so and so and, and the thing, content meal around here right and like even with you know even though uh you know this coming uh monday right we're gonna release four episodes on the same day because we have four authors who all release books on that who all release books on that day and so we're gonna release all four of those episodes on that day I'm excited about them. Well, technically, you know, we have some of them early. So, well, to be fair, we're going back to the thing about the sponsorship. I do get books. That's true, and then I, that, I mean, for me, that I would have done this for just the, you the just access done just for to the books. Yes, right. I mean, I, I, I'm shout sure out that. to shout out to Hopper Collins, Penguin, Random House, Simon and Schuster, HBR, Harvard Business Review, Greenleaf Books, you know, and just all of our book publishing partners for like hooking us up with all those books. You know what I mean? For the free, for the Frisbee. <laughs> See, we should have, you know what we should have put it on TikTok, Like that process of trying to take the photo with uh, the most recent books. Mm. You guys can see how he is totally, totally a child when trying to sit for pictures. That's not nice. You can't be telling them people that. Oh my 
<laughs> eyes closed, looking at a different, uh, looking in a different place. He's supposed to be. Well, you know, are since, we done yet? Since, well, hold on. Since we social distancing, you know, we're doing this from home and stuff like that. You know, we had a whole eight year old who's kind of bothering us. Why are we trying to That's take true. those pictures? That's true. She was. She demanded to be in the photo. Right. <laughs> so there's like different versions of it. What they what they call like your your coworker now. Like yeah. you, the people that you live with are your new coworker. I know. Zoe's <laughs> our eight year old is that she's usually like the the annoyingly optimistic one. Like she wakes up early in the morning, like oh my gosh, it's gonna be a great day. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. And oh, wait, we, wait, wait. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What what coworker am I? I don't know because you know we always. I mean, like look. We always work for home, me and you, right? Yeah, like, no, I, I understand. We've been coworkers for a long time. It's not the question. Don't, don't skirt the question. I'm not what skirting the question. What kind of coworker uh, am I? If, Which, I'm, like, if I'm skirting the question, it's because I don't know how to answer that. I don't know what type of coworker you are. I mean, you're a great coworker in general, but if you're talking about like an archetype or something, then I, I don't know. Well, it's like some of our roles are kind of like... Like clearly we work together, but we, we usually have our own thing, like our own responsibilities. And I, I know we talked about it at the beginning of, of, of quarantine. It's like, oh my gosh, I think my husband's finger guns guy. Right. Right. I actually talked to Shasta about that. She thought what, that was hilarious. What did she say? <laughs> She's just saying like, you know, some of the concepts in her book, which, and that's actually one of the books, one of the uh, episodes we'll be releasing on this Monday, October 18th. You want to give the name of the book? The name of the book is The Business of Friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and so that book is not out currently as you're listening to this, but come Monday, I'm um, no Tuesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday uh, is when books come out, not Monday. Uh, August 18th, Tuesday, when that book comes out, the uh, the business of friendship, that book will be available. But she talked about a lot of those concepts still work. And she talks about the the triangle of, you know, a great relationship. You know, she talks about there's positivity, there's consistency and there's vulnerability. Mm. Right. And so she just said those, you know, some of those concepts still work even when you have new coworkers, right? And so maybe sometimes when you're with your spouse, you may have to revisit some of those things mm-hmm. and try to reestablish some of those things. Because, you know, we talked about finger guns guy and uh, super patient, you know, supervisor. He's like, who the, who the hell is this dude? I've right. never, <laughs> he's not patient with us here at the house. You know, so it's true. It's almost like a like grandparents or, or p- your parents when they get old and become grandparents. You see this whole other side of them. They're the it's worst. Like, Wait, what? They're the worst. Like, are you serious right now? Had I done that twenty years ago, right? right. So it's like we always we've always had the company, but then when Zoe was school age, she went. You know, she went to school. We've never. Right co-parented and co-managed <laughs> a company right. right right and and often like work together like on on media kind of things right so it's like you know oh what that, that brings up an interesting it's a whole point. New level of of interconnectedness that brings up an interesting point because there's a lot of people who think that when you work from home or you work for yourself or something like that like this new normal was going to be an easy transition for it. now it's been easier for us than most probably probably but there was still some transitioning you know what i mean well i i, I think it, luckily that's a major thing that we agree on we we know how to go to our separate corners you that's know true. like all yeah. right um i don't know sometimes like you'll be on the second floor and i'm just on the first floor and it's just like hey and then it's like at six o'clock it's just hey, you're hey here. how was your day you're here 
That's true. That's true. So, that, that's, and that. I, I feel very fortunate. I hope you don't mind my saying. I feel very fortunate that, you know, we have the space to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can you that's imagine, true. like, if we lived in an apartment and just, oh, my gosh. Well, to be fair, we were able to do that even when we had the apartment from time to time. Like, you know. That's just true. Go to Everybody, take advantage of doors. <laughs> if anybody's out here and it's like you know you, you have the same thing it's just like sometimes you have to take advantage of doors like it doesn't create like you may not physically you may only be 10 feet away from each other but right. like the door lends this sense of like peace and domain and agency and um i think that's important i, I just think I'm, I'm glad we've we've been able to find that you know mm. and um and really, of course, this has all been a major test of it, but right. luckily it was always already in place. So I, I do think it's probably been easier for us than, than, than a lot of people. Oh, that's true. That's true. But I, and I also, I just keep it, in, also it's important to keep it in perspective. As much as it might be like, okay, a little bit maddening to see the same people, right. you know, all day and be in the same place and you know, that sort of thing. I just can't imagine going through all of this alone. Like if I were single and didn't have any kids and that would be rough. Yeah. I I just imagine it's just so rough not to be connected and not to be able to be around a lot of people. Um, If anybody's, you know, out there looking like that, you know, definitely I'm sure, you know, people are looking for opportunities to connect. Right. And so I just think, Oh, I have these ready-made people here to talk to and kids are never boring. You know, they always, Change up the day a little bit. (laughs) Them's is facts that they will. Especially, you know, we have an eight-year-old and she's just developing her personality. And each day she's like, I did not realize she was going to be goofy. Like, is that a thing (laughs) that you you imagined when Zoe was like four and she's all serious about like schedules and stuff that she was just going to turn into this goofy person? Well, I mean, to be fair, she is still serious about schedules. But it's like, I don't know where this whole... You know, that's just classic seven and eight year olds laughing at butts. <laughs> like, that's what they do. Just a total third grader, you know. Right. Just, you mean with your butt? <laughs> oh, and then how she tries to, tries to get you to say it, right? Right. Like, on what? So, what are you sitting on? What are you sitting on? What's so, that? So annoying. Yeah, well, that's what it is in the new normal. So, I guess we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why you should still be on that treadmill when everybody else gets off and what that really means my name is dominic lawson and i'm kendall lawson and you're listening to the startup life This fresh coat of the Startup Life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexo series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush 
which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. The Startup Life is powered by Ladder. Startup Nation, as an entrepreneur, you are the engine that powers your business. We have had many entrepreneurs on the show, from those that played Division II basketball, quite a few Ironman participants, and even an NFL quarterback. And the one thing they all have in common is that they know getting early morning workout wins leads to business success for the day. However, it's super important what fuel you use for your workout to get that early morning success. And that's where Ladder comes in. Ladder is a sports nutrition company founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party that is trusted by all major professional sports organizations, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more to verify the highest standards for quality, but more importantly, safety. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Personally, I like superfood greens. Not only does it include the most essential nutrients that are hard to get in your diet, like magnesium, zinc, B vitamins, and vitamin D, they also included the Rodelio root, which helps keep you healthier when stress is high, but also it helps support immunity according to many studies. Use code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off at ladder.sport. So maybe you're not trying to be a four-time league MVP or a seven-time Mr. Olympia, but you still need the tools to elevate your health that elevates your business. So go with Ladder and prepare to get better every day. All right, Startup Nation. So let's continue. So when before, you know, the earth just turned upside down, we would go to, uh, you know, as a family to uh, the local athletic club and, you know, to get a workout in stuff like that. You know, our eight year old Zoe, she would, you know, go to the, you know, the children's center dance around. Yeah. They're not calling it a daycare. She'll get upset about that. You know how she gets. Daycares are for babies, daddy. That's true. That's true. But we would go to the athletic center and I would like to get on the treadmill. Like I'm not a runner, right? But I understand the the importance of, you know, getting cardio in and stuff like that, right? So I would get on the, the treadmill and what I like to call bust the clock. And this goes back to what we were talking about, you know, Will Smith at the top of the show and stuff like that and what that means to me and stuff like that. So I would go and bust the clock. So you know how you turn the treadmill on, right? And it already just starts with the timer, right? And I'll just let the timer go. And I think it goes to, you know, most of them go to like, what, 99 minutes or something like that, right? So I'll just go 99 minutes. And so I'll be on there and just walking. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music. I'm looking at, you know, the TV screens and stuff like that, if they're working. Because, you know, Tennessee weather, right? But anyway, um, I would just get on there and I would just go. But as I'm on the treadmill, you know, I would see people you know, who are already on the treadmill when I get there and they're get off, uh, you know, and I'm still going. And then I'll see people, new people get on their treadmills because, you know, there's treadmills all over the place. Right. And I'll see new people get on their treadmills, you know, and some will walk a little bit and they'll get off. So they'll get on their, you know, 
get on their treadmill and then they'll get off for like after a few minutes and then you'll my favorite are the people who get on there and just like go full speed like they put the treadmill on like like what 12 miles an hour or something for right seven minutes it's like for like <laughs> seven minutes right and they're like a like a rocket ship but they get off right but as i'm on this treadmill i'm just steadily moving same space four what four miles an hour just just strolling Still getting the workout in, still breaking a sweat, this, that, and the other. And so, like, as I'm looking at all these people around me on their treadmill, it just reminded me of podcasting a whole lot, right? Because there's so many people, especially now in this pandemic and this new normal, like, oh, I got to start a podcast. I got to start a podcast. And, you know, especially with Joe Rogan getting $100 million from Spotify. Now, now I got, now I really got to start. Now I really got to start a podcast, right? And, and it's, to be fair, it's not just like the lay people. It's like celebrities doing the same thing. They see Joe Rogan. Of course, which is, of course, also disheartening to, to the lay people. Why you say that? I don't know. It's just like you see these names getting in, and you're just you're you're thinking, what kind of possible voice could I right. have amidst all this? Right. And the answer to that is a really important one, for sure, for sure. And so it, it just taught me a lesson in that you know you can get on a train or you can get on some type of trend or whatever, uh, but it's still important to stay the course and, and and be gradual with your growth. Like you don't have to get out here whether it be podcast or on a treadmill and just like, just go full guns a blazing. Like you can slowly and methodically, you know, as a taskmaster and achieve your goal. You know what I mean? But, and I know what some people will say, right? Well, Dominic, if they get on the treadmill, they just want to do that workout because, you know, to get that, you know, that cardio burn real quick and stuff like that, which is fine. I you know to each his own. I get that. But I think for me, it's not that I'm still on the journey, still moving forward and stuff like that. I think what's most important on, to me is what I've become on the journey, right? Like I've had more time, you know, going the whole 99 minutes on the treadmill to think. I've had the whole time on the 99 minutes on the treadmill to evolve, right? I mean, think about it. Like we're sitting here in our kitchen right now. And we recorded episode four in the office over there, right? And we got that that blue Yeti microphone. And now we're sitting here with what two thousand dollars in recording equipment sitting on this table. Yeah, and the Yeti that we 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 haggled and and wrestled over buying at the time is right. just kind of sitting in the corner. And you know, but the thing that 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 Yeti built this show. That's let me, true. Let me be clear about that. That blue Yeti microphone built this show that that without that blue yeti microphone this show ain't what it is right now it's true. i'm probably gonna get a bronze for you like it's never like clearly it's not going in the trash it's like, not it's, going it, in the trash it holds a place of honor you know you, you put it in the trash we're getting divorced <gasps> like i'm calling a divorce lawyer that day all right fair so mine is cigarettes and yours is technology Got that it. that particular piece of technology <laughs> okay but, but my point is 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 that like on your journey of entrepreneurship on your journey on your path it's like you're going to see people like that. You're going to see people who are going to like, you know, they got like, you know, they've raised like $10 million and they're going to hit the hit the ground running. And they're, and they're their 12. They're that seven minute, 12 minute person on the treadmill, like flying by. Right. But what are they learning? How are they evolving? 
like I was talking to uh, Marcy Harris, right? She's a, a, a startup founder out in Silicon Valley the other day. And she talked about how there's plenty of people in Silicon Valley who are literally here today, gone tomorrow. And they've raised like billions of dollars. Not one billion, but billions of dollars. But they're there. It's and that's the that's the sucky part of all this, right? They're they're just long enough for me to come across the post about them on Instagram or right. or Twitter or something, right? Just long enough for me to get it in my head that this is what has to happen in order for me to be successful. Exactly. And if that's not happening, I'm not going to be successful. Exactly. You know? And so, like I said, like when I'm on this treadmill, I'm like seeing all of this. I'm like seeing these people. You know, just like, you know, doing these spurts, they're they're spurting. Right. But they're not marathoning. They're not like in this game for the long haul. And so that's what 200 episodes means to me. It's like it's the ever slow. It's the it's the cliche of the tortoise in the hair. It really is. It's like I care more about the process and I'm becoming something else. I'm becoming something else in the process and I can feel it. Right. And honestly, people are starting to like, you know, see that. Right. You know, and that's why we get the opportunities that we get and stuff like that. Like, I can't tell you how many times like and we talked about this. Right. Like, you know, there's a guy who started his podcast around the same time I did. Started around the same time I did 2016, you know, at at episode 76, he was like, I'm I'm out. Right. And it's it's interesting because you're. Of course, still here, but you were a fan of the show, which I was means a big that, fan of the know, show. It was great content. It right. Was, there were great ideas. Right. Like, you know, or, or you know, my guys, I don't want to put them on blast, but, you know, the guys I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, those dudes, they started before I did. Amazing entrepreneurs, amazing, you know, uh, uh, podcasters. But like they're these amazing entrepreneurs, these amazing startup, these amazing podcasters. And they got to episode 100. It's like, I'm done. Like, this ain't this ain't working. But see, that's a, that's, a, that's kind of the problem with the images, you know, that you have in success that it comes right. so quickly. It's just like, okay, this should have been popping. Or I had it in my head that this is going to happen by now. And it's right. an interesting thing, those benchmarks that we set, uh, especially when they're not based on, you know, they're not based on anything. Just this idea that this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. Um, like, where does that even come from? Like, supposed to be. Oh, again, and you talk about, like I said, those people who are, um, you know, they're, they, they're sprinters, right? Right. But they're there long enough for me to get this picture, right, on Instagram about like, hey, I just, you know, I just got all this funding, you know, that sort of thing. And then, of course, like the, the exit is quiet. <laughs> right. Like the entrance makes us last, but the exit is always quiet. Right. And so... You, it can be really difficult when, like, that's the, those are the stories that you hear um, proclaim loudly, and then you you just don't, you know, kind of you don't get the other parts of the story. It's one of the things I, I love about the startup life and being able to do this is just like we you get both like you are a great interviewer and you get both sides. You get the whole story, right? Mm-hmm. Just I that that part that brought you right to the wall. And you have that decision about like whether to walk away from it, whether they get off the tread treadmill or not. Right. And then how did you decide to stay? How did you how did you decide to keep moving? Um, maybe it's just a matter of like instead of I know I said a hundred, I'm gonna just do a hundred and one. 
right. then for all you know, that hundred, like, like that one additional episode, and I actually think that is actually true as far as the algorithm, right? What's that? Like, isn't it, like we've noticed some things as she as, as oh yeah, gone along yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, sometimes a certain number of episodes. It's what after that number of episodes, and I think a hundred is one of them for mm-hmm. like some platforms, right? Where it's basically like literally 101 will catapult you in the way that they do the, the the rankings and stuff like that. It's like that cartoon with the dude digging for the diamonds or the gold. I've seen both ways, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like you stop right before Man, you get to the like diamond. It's like literally inch. right there. Right. But there's no way to know it. Right. There's only, there's only one thing that you can know for sure, which is that if you stop, you'll never find it. Right. But, you know, also when we do the marathoning, when we bust the clock, when we just go the four miles an hour, not the 12 miles an hour, you start to to understand and think about being intentional. Right. Because mm-hmm. we talked about the young the young guy who had three hundred and six episodes. He's done. And so it got to a point where he didn't. He didn't get what he was looking for. And so it's like, you know, whether that, you know, he never really had any big sponsors because that's what he wanted because he said that's what he wanted and he never really got there. He wasn't intentional. He, I guess, you know, he thought, you know, he was going to just, he was going to build this thing. Like we talked about, he was going to build this thing and they're just going to come and be discovered and be discovered. That's not how this works. Yeah, there's too there's too much content out here to just believe that that's going to happen. There's too many businesses out there for that to even happen. You know, I'll speak to this because I feel like this is something um, people like me kind of struggle with. I, I'll I'll say that I, I'm I am a person who just feels like I'm going to build something great. I'm going to do a great job, and then you know the word is going to get out there. But it's really difficult for that to happen when there's so much. You know, so many words out there, you know, there's so right. many results when you Google something, you know, that sort of thing. So you do really have to be an advocate for yourself. You do. You do. You know, and you almost have to have like, you know, going back to the metaphor of being on the treadmill, you have to have like this playlist, right. you know, whatever it takes to like build you up and, and, and keep you keep you moving. Right. And, and you got to enjoy the work, I guess, in the journey. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to enjoy the work and the journey, but you, you have to be intentional. You yeah. have to be intentional about the moves that you make, you know, and so and, and that's what being on the treadmill has taught me. That's what being like slowly grinding has taught me. It's like it allows you to think and focus and then like, huh. You know, radio is looking for content. What if I just offer them, you know, this? Hey, this you know, this sponsor has a pretty cool. I mean, this this uh brand has a pretty cool product. What if I just offer some ad space just for the product? Not no ch- not a check, but just a product, right? Hey, these people have books. I mean, they want to talk about their book, right? They want to sell books, right? What if I just ask them to come on the show and talk about their book? Maybe I get a free book out of it. Yeah. And, and so uh, it's just important to be intentional. You not just be out here just to be out here and just thinking you're going to be discovered. You about to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to ask about the intention. Like when you're on the treadmill, do you set like little benchmarks for yourself or little almost like rewards in your head? If you reach a certain point? No. Okay. I don't, I don't really do goals. Like the thing is, is like a lot of people have this think like, you know, like, you know, you're trying to be famous or something along those lines. Right. But I, I just look at it as like, 
or or make a lot of money from this or something like that, right? I, I I'm just like of the the ilk of do the work and all that stuff comes with it. It's not like that's what's important because I think if you're chasing that, that's where the problem comes in a lot of times. But at the same time, I guess you know you have to be intentional about sharing your work with with people. You know, you there's mean? no real way for them to know about the work that you do to find, like I oh, said, yeah. to find oh, yeah, a yeah, sea for of, sure. yeah. of things. You got, you got to pump yourself up. You just do. You you, you do. You got to do that because like. And, yeah. and I guess that's what I was saying just like earlier. I am a person that's just like, I'll just kind of quietly do the work and I'll, I'll try to do it really well. I'll put content out that I'm, that I'm proud of. And I think people will find it and they'll see it and you know, it'll just happen and transitly and that sort of thing. But I think sometimes you have to make a decision is like, this is important. You know, it not only is important for me to do, I think the reason that I want to do it is because it's important for people to hear. Absolutely. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's denying. And I, I actually think this was, episode 100 right 100 about being selfish mm-hmm. right that that was a word in my soul it's like okay that's very fair just like at a certain point if it's important and if you're good at it then you could be denying the world you could be denying somebody who needs what you you have to offer right you know and um and it's just it is a different way to think about it you know right and it's just you know I just think everybody has this thing that you can bring to the world. And like, honestly, I mean, eventually it does get easier to kind of, you know, break out of the rut and like people cheerlead on your behalf. Right. But before then, like, you know, and and, then thing and it's different for other people, right? Like we talk about all the time, people like to be entertained and fed. (laughs) So food and like entertainment kind of speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And so you don't have to work as hard. Now, the work on that part comes to work because like there's so many people trying to entertain and feed you. But you right, standing out a little bit in the crowd, like finding your own kind of, right. uh, you know, sort of spin on it. That sort of thing. Right. But like, it's funny that you say that it's like it's very, very evident on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I take uh, these photos, really colorful photos of food that I'm eating and that I cook and that sort of thing. Right. But then I also post like these thought ideas and experience and, you know, that sort of thing. And then which do you think get more likes? I mean, the food and stuff. Of course. Right? Of course. It's, it's easy to consume. I know exactly what it is. Right. It's visually appealing and that sort of thing. So it's like, you know, you have to just decide if the ideas and inf- is if it's important enough to get out there. And also understand that like sometimes you're going to need something that people already know to give you credibility to give so you can have that that whole transference. Yes. Like you have to be okay with that. You know. That's true. It, it's, you know, and, and that's okay. But I think my ultimate goal is it's like startup nation, you got to stay on the treadmill. You got to stay on the treadmill, bust the clock. Stay on there for 99. Put it, put it on three miles per hour, four miles an hour and just keep going. Because what you will find in the process is that you're you're slow cooking to kind of stay on the food thing. Right. You're slow cooking. <laughs> and like how many times have we seen stuff that slow cook tastes better? It does. Right. It's just sitting there simmering and marinating and and percolating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to stay on this on the treadmill startup nation because what you go ahead. 
I was gonna say, and it's, I don't, you know, I don't want to get too deep off into the uh, the the food me- uh, mm-hmm. metaphor, but it, but what's really happening is a lot of it's it's actually getting broken down. Mm. You know, right. And it's 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 funny that you know it's getting broken down, you know, and and that's going to happen to you as an entrepreneur, right? There's all right. these little things um, when a machine breaks down, you know, when you really need it to work. Um, of course, that doesn't sound like a good thing, but there's so much that you learn out of it: how to get it fixed, who to, you know, who can help you, all of these different things, and right. then just sometimes you just learn how to get along without it. And so, I, it's better at the end. Because everything is broken down, you know what I mean, and it's just it's reconstructed and becomes something different. Right. Like you said, like you're you're somebody different by the end of it. And that's what's most important. As you you know, the journey is more important than the goal, and that's why I don't really do goals. Right. right? It's like what you're becoming in the journey is more important than that goal because you're you're becoming this this different beast, this different monster, right? right? And the competition don't even know how to handle that. It's like I can't. Like when the competition sees you, when you're on that treadmill or whatever, and you're simmering and getting better and and molding and stuff like that, the competition doesn't know how to handle you. They don't know how to attack you. They don't know how to 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 beat you. Right. Because you've been intentional, you've been thinking, you've been grinding, you've been evolving. Right. You can't do that sprinting. You're moving too fast to think. And that's what a lot of people, you know, on an entrepreneurship do. You, you're you're moving you're moving way too fast to even think, or you're so one track minded, like oh, I gotta raise money, I gotta raise money. And that's why, you know, Marcy was saying like there's a a concerted effort now in Silicon Valley to focus more on building than raising, more on building revenue and building a company than raising money. Mm. Because some people are out there in Silicon Valley or not just Silicon Valley, but like all over, you know, what comes in this this golden era of entrepreneurship. They're just wanting to raise money. To be bought out. Or just to say, I raised a billion dollars. What? So you can buy a, what a ping pong table in your office. That's not a revenue generating activity. Well, I guess it speaks to the intentionality. Like, what are your intentions? What are your goals? Um, That's sprinting. It used to. I think they're. That actually, going back to the, the the treadmill idea, I think um, the other thing that you have to do is, like, not um, not begrudge other people who have already put in the work. Like, there right. are some people who can get on the treadmill and sprint for an hour. Right. But you don't know. Like, it takes years and years of running in order to get there. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because that's why I want, I want to transition to the next part of this conversation. And so we all know about... Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell's book in the 10,000 hours, Mm -hmm. right? You know, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something, right? And so a lot of people, I think that was in May, right? Mm -hmm. They see Joe Rogan get this $100 million deal, right? And so I think like start podcast by Friday, $100 million, right? Right. Or at least, at least least a million, you know. Right. Start it. Start slow. Right. You know, and so, but the thing is, like, you know, that's why you said, like, now he can, he can get on the treadmill for an hour, like, and be on speed twenty one, because he's been, you know, because people forget that he made con, he made his podcast has been around for eleven years. He's been making content for seventeen years. 
Like there were, for the six years that that predates the eleven, he was making like video content, him and Jamie or whatever, right? Or some right. other guy before Jamie or whatever the case may be. But he got that hundred million. You know, May twenty twenty is not what got him a hundred million dollars. It's the eleven years before that, right? And so, and it's not just like lay people. Like you know, there's like a whole bunch of celebrities started podcasts when he saw that too. But my point is, is that like when you look at a Joe Rogan and you look at my girl, Lily Singh, I you know I love Lily Singh, you know, started. Yes. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was a little jealous. Okay. Uh, a little professional crush. I just mean from his, I mean, look, I know. she started her, her started her YouTube channel 10 years ago mm-hmm. and now she's on a late night show. She comes after, uh, not, uh, not, she comes after Seth Myers, mm-hmm. right? 10 years, you know, what, thousand hours each year became an expert of her thing. Gary V's the same thing. He talks about all the time about how, you know, you didn't hear about Gary V really on a regular basis until like a few years ago, but he was making content for 11 years. So 11 years, Joe Rogan, 10 years, Lily Singh, 11 years, Gary V. They put in the work. They can get on the treadmill and sprint 21 miles an hour for 99 minutes. Because they've been doing the work. And also they can think faster because they're at a different speed. They're at a different level than the rest of us. And that's how you have to think about your business or your podcast or that thing you're chasing. Right. If you think you just fit a roll up off the couch. And just like be amazing. That is not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And honestly, you may even hurt yourself <laughs> trying to get there trying fast. to get there faster. So, so is it an idea is like, okay, is that a good rule of thumb? Like if you're not about to, if you're not prepared to spend 10 years chasing it, you know what I mean? Right. You have to ask yourself if you really want it. Facts. It's, and and the, the crazy thing is, and it's not guaranteed. Look, nothing in life is like supremely guaranteed. Let's be clear about right. that. But if I told you, if you put in the work for 10 years, that your next 50 was going to be like super straight. Right. Like, come on. And even still, 99% of people would not take that bet. But it's kind of interesting. It's like we always have this conversation that you're not the type of person who will put off consequences. You know what I mean? Like if you could spend a million dollars now, but you'd have to pay for it and go to jail. You know what I mean? Right. Like, would you just enjoy the moment? You know what I mean? Right. I feel like it's literally the exact opposite mentality, right? Mm. I'm willing to accept the consequences now, but the thing is like, it, it always comes out. And if we're being honest, that more than balances out, you know, even if we assume that Joe Rogan made $0, you know, in the meantime, which isn't true right? <laughs> either, um, but off the podcast, right? Because I know he, you know, he he didn't he refused sponsorships when he, you know, he could have accepted them because well, they required. It, it wasn't it wasn't the sponsorships. Like people were trying to buy him out. Right. I was gonna say yeah. it's like okay, but I thought it was like yeah, not sponsorships, but he, he refused money he could have gotten. Right. Right. Because it will require to him to have given up at least some ownership, if not all ownership of it. Right. Right. And so. It's like, no. So let's just assume like from the podcasting, it's just like it's 11 years of just making content that you're not being paid for them. But I mean, if you go back and average it out now, I mean, that's that's a, that's a nice lick every a year. That's 11, that, 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 11 that, million dollars a year. You're in the black. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're well in the black. You're, you're right? more than well. But it's, and so it's, just, it's, works, it's one of those things of being, you know, there are people who it's like, I'm going to I'm going to do this for today and I'm going to live it up and I'm going to accept 
uh, the consequences for later. I'm going to put them off and I'm, I'm willing to, to deal with that. You have to imagine that some people, you know, commit these really crazy crimes, uh, financial crimes and stuff like that. Like, you know, eventually you're going to get caught, but it's worthy of it to live for six years. You know what I mean? Like, like a king than it, it would be to, to struggle for for six to 10 years right. and then for the rest of my life have money that nobody could take away from me and have this freedom and this, and this, and this, this lifestyle, you know? And so, I mean, I, I do think it's, it's a matter of like personality and priorities, but, um, but yeah, going back to intentions. It, look, you're in, just being intentional, being intentional, like, you know, and, and, and doing the work on the front end. Cause that's what, it, that's what it is. But I think you, you do have to, like there has to be a mindset going into it that that's that's the reality. When you're not, pre- I don't think I think when you're not prepared for the idea of I'm gonna have to do some work on the front end, right? Right. Then it's just it's gonna set you up for failure. Right. You know, and and and, and also having you know the willingness to be great because mm. I don't think everybody has that because I I, I talk to a lot of people. In a lot of groups, you know, social media groups, physical group. Well, not so much now, you know, social distancing, wear your mask, automation, social distance, get that in there. But like, there's a lot of people who are not willing to be great. They're just there's saying, a lot of people who want to be great. Yeah, but they're not willing to be great. You know what I mean? Because like they, they say, you know, well, you know. Uh, you, you should be podcasting because for the love of the game anyway, you should be podcasting. You, know, you should be making money from podcasts anyway. You should be doing it because you love it. See, that's somebody who you should get paid because you love it. Right. And that because that that and, passion and that love comes out in the form of like great content. And so. somebody will listen to this and be like, you know, that is about the money. No. What I'm saying is, is that like you should be willing to be as great as you humanly possibly can be. And the byproduct is money. The byproduct is fame. The byproduct is all that other stuff. But no, like people, you know, you, you like that stuff is just byproducts. You know what I mean? Like if you want to do something for the love of the game, great. That's fine. If that brings you happiness and joy because that's ultimately what you want. You want the happiness. You want the joy. That's right. fine. You're totally that. But if happiness and joy is, you know, like tangible stuff. Or a certain lifestyle, then you have to be willing to be great. You have to be willing to be great, and you have to be willing to sacrifice certain things. You know what I mean? And so, and like, I'm sorry, like, you know, I'm not trying to get on this ramp. Like, people like that are just frustrating. <laughs> they just are not from the standpoint of like them derailing you. Like, case in point, like, you know, it was in a podcast group, and they were saying like, you know. Like I say, you should be podcast for the love of the game or, you know, you can't be you can't make no money from podcast unless you're a celebrity anyway. Like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm making money from podcast. So even when you can give them a counterpoint and an example and that sort of thing, um, we talked about this. We talked about the reasons why, which I'm not going to repeat, but like people will just come up with a reason. Right. They'll come up with um, some exclusionary kind of principle or rule to hold up to say, well, I can't do this. You know what I mean? And and that's, that's true. That just means that's like a commitment to not being great and not being the best and not being successful because I can always find an excuse. It's I can a- find a reason why, oh, you just, you know what I'm saying? 
instead of just using this as an example, it's like there's not that much of a difference between, you know, me and you and I. None. Um, we had zero platform. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we literally started the podcast in the middle of like trying to build our company and, you know, solely have made inroads in education and, you right. know, and, and locally um, as well. But there's no platform that we were associated with. This would have been way easier if we could connect ourselves to a certain, you know, big name in logistics and right. shipping and that sort of thing, or something that you, um, you know, sort of just literally when you mention Memphis, like these, these ideas of these companies come to mind, but we didn't have any of that. So that's gone. That excuse is gone, but it would have, there would have been something, you know, something. Right. Like, oh, man, it, you, you just successful because you're in the military. They always get military people, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a commitment to failure. That's what it is. Like, you don't, you may not want to say it. You may not want to admit it. But that's what that thinking is. It's a commitment to failure. It's, it's, like, it's certainly an expectation of failure. You know, it's like you expect to fail. But the, and that's the thing. I think. I mean, how is I that think different? It sound, though? It's how, not. It's not that different. different. That's the thing that I do think we need to. I mean, I, I know it sounds. Say, I know it's what you're saying sounds better. It sounds better, but I also think like people will um, understand it better. It's like oh, I don't really expect to, you know, this to become anything. Well, it's like okay, if you expect to fail, you certainly aren't preparing to succeed. Right. And so that you're right. Like they are the same thing, but I think that part has to be said in order to make the connection between what what you're really saying is. You know, mm -hmm. that you are not preparing to succeed. And, um, you know, I, I think that's the thing about us. Like, you, you know, it, depending on who you talk to, like, you know, we talk to people who know or at least have some idea about the inner workings and the work that we do and, right. you know, the work that goes into it. Right. But then there's other people who it's weird how you can have like all these different ideas because it looks different on the outside. So you have other people who just feel like everything we touch turns to gold. And it's like, no, there's lots of like, uh, there's lots of failed projects and experienced right. uh, ex experiments and, um, you know, different things along the way. And it's just like, man, I wish, I wish that were true. No, I don't wish that were true. Cause if that were true, we wouldn't have become something else. Right. I mean, you know, who, who remembers selling before sunrise? <sighs> I do. And I actually thought it was pretty good. You know, nice. there's been countless, you know, things that were like, you know, like we threw some stuff. We always say, that's true. That's true. Throw some stuff up on the wall and see what stick. Because the I counterpoint, can, to, I can show you that that wall ain't full. The counterpoint to selling before sunrise is pedagogy after dark. Right. And like, I, I currently have people, it's like, hey, when are you going to make another one? Right. So it's just like some stuff sticks. And, you know, it's it was based on the same premise. Let's get out there, let's engage with people, let's, you know, Let's, um, you know, make a bigger presence in terms, of media, in terms of media. But the point is not everything succeeds. But the, the truth is, at the end of the day, it can come off as like, oh, well, you know, either, you know, you're golding and everything turns to, you know, everything you touch turns to gold or that there's this cockiness. Because I do think there's a level of confidence that comes with that. Not that you're going to succeed at everything, but that I have failed lots of times and I'm still here. Right. And so... I think sometimes people mistake that, you know what I mean? They mistake that from the eye for the idea that I, I don't, you know, I don't expect to fail. No, I know I, I thoroughly anticipate failing pos right. possibly multiple times. Right. But what I, I, I fully understand is that my con commitment to success, our commitment to success at the end of the day, 
because you're not going to get off the treadmill, we're going to end up where we want to end up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so Startup Nation, as you move forward in your different field of, fields of endeavor and your startup path and your entrepreneurial ja- path, sorry, stay on the treadmill. Stay on the long, boring, grinded out, unsexy, you know, treadmill. Because what you'll find is that, like, you'll find that success that you're looking for. And you'll find a way to keep that success and sustain it and, you know, and and grow it even further. Because you're going to see so many people and you like you and you can't fall for that trap. The trap on Instagram where, you know, you know, this people, you know, they've done the same thing. They've, you know, they've raised a billion dollars for you. The idea that you had. What are you about to say? I was just going to say it's interesting. It's like, you know, go back to high school. You ever see those people? It's like you're taking a test and then like they finish their test so quickly. It makes you doubt yourself. Right. You know, you're like, crap. Like, am I, am I dumb? And I'm like, did I get something wrong? Like, how do you finish all the time? And it's like half the time, it's like you talk to that person afterwards. It's like, hey, you know, like, how did you finish? You must be like really studying. No, I just marked anything. (laughs) This is like this whole perspective that you have about what you should have been able to do by this time and all the rest of this stuff just goes out of the window. So you gotta just gotta play your game. Oh, exactly. And even if if the opposite is true, like you go back and ask that kid, like, hey, what did you do? Like I studied my ass yeah, off. That's true too. So I studied so. my ass off. And so it's like I've been I I played I didn't doubt my answers. I didn't doubt my answers. And I and I what's what's the thing we always talk about? I played the game like, you know, I played the game in practice like it was the real thing. Mm. Like I, 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 you know, I went hard in practice in this case, studying or in this case, learning how to edit episodes or wherever the case may be. Or, I, you know, you, you, if you go hard in the practice, you go hard when the lights are on. And so that, you know, it's the same thing. And, and startup nation, look, I'm not saying this path isn't like, you know, like, you know, not going to be difficult at times. But I think it's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be boring. But I believe, you know, if you stay on that path, you're going to find what you're looking for. Think about Jim Carrey and the $10 million check. Writes himself a check, $10 million. He's going to cash it at this moment. Thing just sat in his wallet for years and years and years. And then right before that date came up, cash that $10 million check for Dumb and Dumber. It's like what you want in this universe, what you want in this life is out there sitting there waiting for you. It's just a matter of, you know, do you want to walk on that treadmill towards it? So here's my final take. Don't get off the fucking treadmill. You know, walk with intention, walk with purpose and understand that what you're becoming on the treadmill, because you could easily say, well, Dominic, I'm on the treadmill. I ain't going nowhere. What you're becoming on that treadmill is more important than the than the goal. You're becoming this monster, this beast, this thing that your competition is not going to be able to even understand or even fathom. And on top of that, they won't even see it coming. Because they're too busy trying to go 21 miles an hour. In seven minutes and damn near dying when they get there. And honestly, you know, and like, you know, Kendall was saying, that exit going to be 
real, real slow, real low. You ain't going to know. And you honestly, you shouldn't know because you should be so focused on your journey, your path. Right. Stop looking at the other treadmill. You should be focused on what you got to do. So I feel like if you do all these things and you take this path that you have the life you want and the life that your family deserves. So that's going to do it for episode 200. I want to thank my co-host here. Thank you for having me. My my beautiful co-host, executive producer of the startup life, Kendall Lawson. And you know what? Let's let's do this thing again. We should. We, I think we should do this every hundred episodes. We should just do this together. Not saying that we should do any other episodes together, but we should do an episode hundred. The the hundred. You know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. The Century mark episodes together. Okay. I think that should be a thing. Until then, startup nation. If you have an idea, be about that life. The startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.